0: Spoiler alert: Boba Fett dies.
1: Well, I mean, he did, and then he didn't, and then he did again, and then he didn't again. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he's back again. You know, it. it well, I yep. guess he was back again in Mandalorian season two. This is year-old news at this point. But he got his own show because he was supposed to get a movie, and then he didn't, and then they put him in Mandalorian, and then honestly, my my. <laughs> theory is that they didn't know what they want to do for Mandalorian Season 3 yet, so they made this Boba Fett show as filler to just give them an extra year to plan out Mando Season 3. And that's why we got two episodes of Mandalorian in the middle of the show. And just kind of a whatever show otherwise. That, I mean, based on the ending might not even really change the status quo. Like, Seems like Boba might be ready to give up this whole being the Daimyo of uh, of Mos Eisley or as es- I, I can never remember was okay, Espa. Espa. Yeah, like Moss Espa yeah. and Mos Isley sound the same and look the same, and it's it's hard to remember which <laughs> one's which.
0: They're exactly the same, except apparently Moss Isley is worse. Yeah, well,
1: yeah Mos-, Mos Eisley so. is a wretched hive of scum and villainy. And Mos Espa has a pod racing track. And that's the difference between them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently um, all of Tatooine is these two cities and a stretch of desert in between. And that's uh, yeah, the and, and the, the little parts.
1: old west town that uh, Sheriff Cobb Vanth ran until he got shot. But then it's fine because he's being turned into a cyborg like fennec shand or something
0: i'll take that he's cool yeah,
1: yeah that, that was what i assume the post credit scene was intending that like they show him in the back to tank but also they showed the guy who did fennec's uh cybernetics there so he's probably got some upgrades to his chest wound like i, I can't you know, unless they want to give him any cool gadgets and stuff. He he got shot in the chest, like, sure. You put a metal thing in his chest or whatever, and unless he goes shirtless, we're never going to see it, so.
0: He doesn't seem like the shirtless type, but who nah, knows? Boba-, really. Boba Fett was mostly naked in, like, half the show, so you never know.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, Star Wars, especially, like, the male characters, there's surprisingly little shirtless stuff Um, you know aside from like medical stuff like Luke floating in the diaper tank (laughs) but and and, like I guess I think like shirtless Darth Maul was a thing in like the comics and I think one of the cartoons might have finally given us that in some form
0: yeah I feel like sex appeal in Star Wars is like devoted solely to Twi'leks
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah, well, and, yeah. I
0: mean, <laughs> and for some reason, um, Ahsoka in Clone Wars who just wore a tube top to war. Mm. Well, when she reason. was a
1: child, but then she put more right. clothes on as she got older. For some yeah, reason. yeah.
0: Um, yeah, that's that's weird the way that went down, right? I yeah, mean, we we can we can all acknowledge that, right?
1: Yeah, although like the, the Twi'lek sex appeal, it is fun that in the Boba Fett show, um, uh, what's her name's club has these two, you know, there's a shirtless male Twi'lek and shirtless female Twi'lek. Yeah. So we get, you know, equal opportunity sex appeal.
0: Yeah, there's green Dorito man Twi'lek and um, yellow, uh, basically like bikini leather. um, Yeah, it's
1: like a silver version of Leia's bikini.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that was cool.
1: Yeah. And then they all got blown up. Including yeah. possibly Max Rebo, but I think people have gone back and seen that he might have been off work that day because they don't show him in the shots before the explosion.
0: Yeah, they showed a droid playing music, so I. Okay, I think that's, so
1: that, that's uh, the confirmation that Max Rebo got the day off on the perfect day to get the day off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the, the Pikes just love Rebo so much that they just. Oh, the, they fed the him a tip. Off. Yeah. 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 But uh, also,
1: they didn't have him there in the office when Fennec murdered everyone.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I almost forgot that that happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was just, you know, the, they realized, oh, we had this big loose end. We left all the bad guys off in a separate city. Yeah. So she just, you know, goes in and assassinates all of them.
0: Yeah, like, they there basically wasn't a main antagonist um, until, like, the last two episodes, and then mm. there were, like, eight of them, <laughs> and then Finnick kills them all in, like, five seconds.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, because, like, the, they were there, like, like the Pikes were there throughout, but, you know, it, it took, like, I think at least three or four episodes before they got, like, they, they actually arrived and showed up, like, they were there on the backstory, but... We had that whole fake-out with the the two new huts, who I guess were too expensive to keep including, so they just (laughs) rolled them out pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, they had two whole scenes.
1: Yeah, they were cool, but they, I guess, you know, yeah, they showed them for a couple scenes, and then they said, nah, the pikes are coming, and we don't care about Jabba's old place after all.
0: Yeah, which is... (laughs) It's like, Weird. if it was just
1: Boba Fett, we could deal with that, but, uh, nah, these, you know, little twerps with their masks and their guns, that, that's, that's too much.
0: Yeah, like the, nothing, nothing really makes sense about anything, if you think about it too hard. Mm. Uh, yeah. Like how, how does Boba Fett expect to keep watch over an entire city with like
1: eight people, uh, mm. <laughs> under, under him? Like, so how did you feel about the most controversial aspect of the show, which I think would be, uh, aside from people joking about, you know, there being two episodes of Mandalorian jammed in, in the middle of this, um, the mods. But the, the, how did you feel about the mods? The These, you they're, know, preppy, they're weird, like, 60s people who actually clean themselves unlike most people in Star Wars and they're are very weird. British and have their space <laughs> vespas. They're
0: they're weird and they don't fit, but also I don't care because they were kind of neat.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I feel the same way. Like they're yeah, they they stand out and they don't feel like they fit, but also it's a just a neat idea to put something different in Star Wars that still yeah, fits with the idea like cybernetics have existed. But the the class structure in Star Wars, usually all we see is, like, dirt poor and military. And then, like, opulent planets where everyone is just, like, high class and going to, like, the theater and stuff. You know, like Naboo or Coruscant. Like, parts of Coruscant. But, yeah, like, Coruscant, it's either you're, like, super rich or you're dirt poor. And we don't really see like the mods feel kind of middle class in like how you know like clean and neat they are but they they live on the streets and all they have are their bikes and they right. don't really have anything else beyond that
0: Yeah you don't really see many average people doing average things in Star Wars in general do you Yeah like it, it's always like oh like here's this political intrigue or like here's this war that's going on and it's never like oh here is jim he's an accountant
1: yeah no yeah yeah we don't see yeah any like the middle range you know there's there's, like farmers and peasants and then there's you know the military officers and there's the politicians and then there's you know the weird monks who live in their various monasteries around the world universe
0: Here are these witches who aren't Sith, but use the dark side of the Force to like control these horny people.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Although it was adorable, the like the Luke and Grogu episode, just yeah, so much of it, like them walking I... and him just force lifting him to carry him along. Yeah, that was nice, but also,
0: what was the entire point of Mandalorian Season (laughs) 2?
1: I mean, yeah, like, so Grogu's arc was basically complete, but I think they realized, because I think that's another reason why they had to, you know, do this to fill in the gap while they're trying to figure out what they want to do for Season 3, they probably realized you can't write out Grogu. He's half, at least half if not more than half of all the merchandise sales of this show are Grogu toys and Grogu clothing and Grogu you know, everything. He's everywhere. Like You yep. can't write him out even for a season even for a Boba Fett show. They still have to have more Grogu content. Right. Um, and- <laughs> Grogu
0: got more character- characterization than Boba Fett.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah Cuz Bob uh, Bo- Boba Fett just does things and it it is not clear what his intentions are ever.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can see what they were trying to do, but it just doesn't resonate and part of that is that like Boba Fett is in the movies he was such a vague character that people have interpreted him in different ways and and that's made just like a lot of different things people assume boba fett is if they assume anything about him um and like this boba fett his whole deal i guess is that after falling in the sarlacc he realized life really sucks as a bounty hunter and so he wants to get out of that business and then after being you know basically enslaved by tuscans but earning their trust and becoming part of the tribe he you know decided that he wants more of that familial style relationship but you know he doesn't really have that as a clone bounty hunter you know guy i guess yeah so he's trying to form like a new tribe out of people and he's got this whole idea in his head that you know he's a protector now even though he's pretty bad at it
0: um he's he's bad at almost everything yeah it seems like
1: yeah yeah i mean he's like he he had some really cool moments in season two of mandalorian and now he's back to like just getting beat up all the time
0: yeah like he he had he had as many cool moments in his own show as he had in like Like, the the two episodes of mandalorian yeah like
1: yeah like one and a half episodes like, he came yeah. back, had his big stick fight with all the stormtroopers, and then he was just, like, flying people places in the last episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, his only two, like, really cool moments in the Book of Boba Fett was when he killed the centaur thing, um, to earn the Tusken's trust, mm. and when, oh, when yeah, he rode that... the Rancor.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, it, everything else was basically just him getting beaten up
1: and like the rancor thing like that they definitely telegraphed that from the time he got the rancor yeah but I've seen it pointed out that he had to go back to the palace to get that rancor and he could have just gotten his ship and done like he did with the sarlacc and just strafe around shooting people yeah but no he wanted to he wanted to do the rancor because that's the cool thing even (laughs) though it resulted in message the rancor going full king kong on that town
0: yeah yeah like like literally just like climbing the tower and everything yeah
1: like i, I uh, remember like, how I, clone war I... season two had a monster called the zillow beast that was godzilla <laughs> when are we gonna get <laughs> zillow beast versus rancor uh, we need our, about... our godzilla versus kong in star wars
0: how about a how about a graug from um, Shadow of Mordor um, versus a um, a raincore? Because they're exactly they're, the, same the same thing. thing yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just like ogres with long arms,
0: right? But yeah, like yeah, uh, I. I don't even know how to talk about Boba Fett because, like, we've been jumping all over, but that's because the story does, too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I just want to talk about the fun scene with the N1 Starfighter as, like, this crappy used car that got shoved on him. Oh, yeah. That was fun. I like Peli more as a character. Like, she was fine in Mando Season 1 and 2, but they gave her, like, so much more stuff to do in this one.
0: Yeah, like, she she has more than one character trait in this one, so that's yeah. nice. Yeah, like yeah, she was, she, she, yeah, yeah. Like, she was... She... Yeah. Yeah, she's not
1: just, like, fawning over Grogu and, you know, uh, you know making jokes yeah. with the droids. I mean, she does both of those things, but also we find out about her relationship history with Jawas. She's... Uh, <laughs> Having She's to sell this like crappy used <laughs> car of a spaceship to Mando, and also they go through like the whole like upgrading, and the like N ones already looked pretty cool as a spaceship. You know, it, like they're they're sleeker than most Star Wars things tend to be, yeah. but they they were but, pretty cool. But I like yeah, this one no, even better because it's just a muscle it's car just, version. Yeah, this one is like, yeah, it's chrome. It's got you know like. Either guns or engines or something sticking up out of the hood um, They got the little baby pod in the, the droid compartment
0: <laughs> yeah I, I like when he got um, caught by the rebel police and he was just like <laughs> all <laughs> right I, I, I I've determined that I can't lie my way out of this one bye <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I guess the rebel police have realized Tatooine is more of a hub than anybody ever treated it for, so they're always patrolling around there.
0: Why is Tatooine so important to, like, the criminal underworld? Like, it's just a a huge desert.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I assume in the movies it was just that it, you know, it's where Luke started off, and so it just became important because, like, that's where... It started and where he had to return to because of, you know, Han and Jabba and everything. And I guess from that it just you know, like Jabba's presence there made people assume it was important and probably also just like it's easier and more familiar to keep going back to that place than it would be to introduce general audiences to like Narshada or, you know, some of the other criminal underbellies that we've seen in other star wars media yeah like i i
0: get it from i get it from like a meta perspective i just meant like Mm. in the star wars universe like why are (laughs) why are criminal organizations tied to this ball of sand
1: yeah i mean yeah like i guess in universe the only thing i can think like there was you know like in kotor you kind of get that sense that like everybody keeps coming to tatooine expecting that there's you know some secret treasure to find and then just wasting all their money and realizing there's nothing left here you know like it used to be like a lush you know watery paradise and it's just dried up and dust and there's nothing here but that doesn't stop companies from trying to find something important to do with it
0: yeah, I, I do like that bit of lore that they gave that, yes, it indeed was <clears throat> once an ocean planet.
1: Mm. Yeah, now the Tuscans in Mando <clears throat> Season 2 and <clears throat> in this show feel a lot like the way Tuscans were portrayed in KOTOR. That, you know, they're like natives with their own culture and they're, they're very protective of their you know borders and territory and stuff, but they have a long history and you know they have like their whole uh ritual of hunting crate dragons and getting the pearl and stuff yeah i don't know what was up with that uh centaur thing though like why would something like that even exist in the desert
0: yeah like what what would they regularly eat like just in the middle or maybe that's why it was around like where the um The water fruit was buried i don't know
1: i guess i mean because we did see that like trees grow in parts of tatooine which is weird i've never seen any vegetation you know in any other part of tatooine but there is some kind of tree that grows that they get their gaffy sticks carved from
0: yeah and uh, apparently the only way to remember where it is is to Take drugs and go into. Take a lizard drug and go Yeah, in a you stick a craft. lizard
1: drug up your nose and, <laughs> and then stumble out into the desert and find the tree and pick yeah. your favorite branch and and that's your stick now. Yep. Until it gets destroyed and you get a better stick.
0: <sighs> oh, I, I just want to acknowledge. Like, I know this name is not new at all, mm. but. Isn't the Dune Sea just, like, it, an awesome name for a, a fantasy desert?
1: Hmm. Like... I wonder if it's a like, reference to Dune at all. Because like, there's definitely parallels with Dune and Star Wars, but... Or if it's just a complete coincidence that they mention Dune in this thing that was heavily inspired by Dune.
0: I I could see it either way. but like damn that that's a good name and I'm just acknowledging that now cuz mm. I never really thought about it before. Yeah. Um let's see what else happened. Um Luke Skywalker is kind of weird, but that's okay.
1: Yeah, he's from what I understand fully digital. The like yeah. the character is digital, but also the voice is made like they they used that AI where you can cram a bunch of voice clips from a person in and then generate new sentences and they did that with Mark Hamill. So, he didn't record the lines for this. It's an AI of Mark Hamill doing the voice.
0: Yeah, his his regular speaking voice is completely different now than it was 40 years ago. So,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: But also, I feel like he could fake it close enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean like they
1: they probably could just put some audio filters on his current voice to make it sound like yeah. his younger voice, but you know, they're they're back on their old tricks of trying to digitize actors, you know, now that you know, it's been a few years since they did that with Tarkin and Leia in yeah. Rogue One.
0: Yeah, like, at some point, just recast, like, I I know he was in, like, Mm. basically, like, maybe, like, five, ten minutes of screen time total, but, like, just, you can recast him, it's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a thing that, like, we just need to, you know, know, just let, just understand that people will understand that Yes, the actor's different because the previous actor is now too old. And that's fine, that happens. It, it's yeah. the way things always were until digital technology got to the point that you could fake it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Bo- Boba Fett's only supposed to be, like, in his 40s at this point?
1: Been... Uh, yeah, he was 10 in episode two which was 22 years before a new hope so he'd be third let's see and then there was three years after for empire so he would have been 35 in empire 36 in jedi so he's yeah probably early 40s at the most
0: and and they make it seem like he's like just reaching like an elderly stage (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess the Sarlacc will do that to you.
0: Yeah, that's It's fair. all stress. Also, I. Like, Cadbane was cool, but they kind of wasted him. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I, mean, I, I.
1: If people can I, recover I, from getting shot, then, you know, he, he can get back up. He just got stabbed in the heart. It's fine.
0: He's a Duros. I, I How do we there. know
1: his heart is there? It could be in his foot. <laughs>
0: I'd kind of rather him just die.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm fine with I mean, Darth Maul died and then came... Well, he died in a movie, and then he came back in the Clone Wars, and then he died in Rebels, and then they brought him back in the Solo movie because it happened before Rebels. So, they can just do Cad Bane stuff set before he died in Book of Boba Fett, if they need to bring him back. Yeah. like he, he showed up in Bad Batch already. He's probably going to be there in future seasons of bad batch
0: i mean really who better to kill cad bane than boba fett mm. even if this boba F- even if i don't really like this boba fett
2: because
0: <laughs> mm. i i have no idea what his intentions are because yeah. like his, his only character trait ever has been oh he's stoic
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and that's the only one that they keep going um yeah and then they mm. Otherwise, they kind of just give him whatever they want him to be at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it is a fun show. Like I'm not upset about it or anything. Yeah, I think also... the
1: show has a lot of good moments, but overall is a mess.
0: Yeah. Like I've I I don't know if I've ever seen a show like. Not that it's less interested in its main character than uh, than uh, like uh, three separate um, completely different characters.
1: Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like
0: I'm being more harsh on it than I need to be. But also... You're not being I, as I harsh
1: just, as some other takes I've seen on it, so.
0: Just like... It, like, I want Boba Fett to be cool, because mm. that that's the one thing that he's supposed to do. And other than, like, two or three moments in the whole show, he's not really cool.
1: Yeah, I think, like, part of that is, like, they're trying to make the character more heroic than he's supposed to be. Yeah. By having him have this whole, like, honor system and, you know, trying to get revenge for his, you know these tuscans who he i mean i don't know how long he was with them but you know yeah it's a fairly generic story that they gave him that i mean it could apply to a bunch of you just like so many other stoic hero characters um yeah
0: yeah it's it's like they were they were scared of making him too bad and they were scared of making him too good so he just ended up kind of boring.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and they were you know more interested in doing a lot of like cool fun visual things with either old characters or new characters.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there there really weren't many new characters at all. Like, there was the...
1: Yeah, there's the the mods. Um, Chrysantin was from the comics, but for people who haven't read the comics, Chrysantin was a new character. He
0: was pretty cool, even if he just... Even if he was just like any other Wookiee,
1: basically. Yeah, he was just like angry Wookiee. Scar and guns and stuff. Apparently, the reason he got a melon at the end is a joke reference to Chewie not getting a medal in the uh, <laughs> New Hope medal ceremony. Because people still can't fucking let go of that. <laughs> I never would have put that together. Yeah, I didn't either until somebody pointed it out that, you know, like they, ha- they have like one of the monsters saying, like, hey, why does only the Wookiee get the melon? <laughs> and it's because <laughs> of Chewie not getting a medal. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, my God!
1: Yeah, Star Wars is dumb. Also, the um, the Twilek um, like secretary Harold guy in the last oh, episode, yeah. he's carrying like a datapad thing, and it turns out that is an electronic bowling game from like the seventies that they just you know ripped all the stickers off and painted it over and called it a datapad.
0: That's amazing, yeah, I love that yeah I just. I j- that's my f- that's my new favorite thing about this show
1: <laughs> mm. yeah oh no, yeah I mean like like Mandalorian they brought back the ice cream maker as a camtono carrier case <laughs> and and now they're repurposing <laughs> new old electronics into um, props, yeah uh.
0: Oh, I, I want to talk about the worst car chase in history.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the slow motion car chase. <laughs> that was so fucking bad. Like, yeah, they sort of just sped up. Robert, the, I mean, it would look weird spe- speeding up the footage, but at least it would be a chase. Yeah.
0: Like, okay, like, if, if you can't have a car chase at, like, an, an impressive speed through, like, the narrow streets of a Tatooine city mm. like why even have a car chase at all
1: <laughs> yeah um. yeah I mean it would have been more exciting uh, to watch them on foot because at least then the actors would right. have to exert to you know show that they're running <laughs>
0: And then at the end, right when the guy crashes, Boba Fett just like comes in on his jetpack and it's like, you, you could have done that at any time. Mm. You <laughs> you could have just caught up with your jetpack at any time. And nah, you just didn't.
1: You didn't feel like it. <laughs> uh,
0: Jetpacks would actually solve many of the problems that they face. Um, mm. but The you know, fighty problems anyway.
2: Yeah. Oh, you have to remember wh- one that one,
0: some... one question. Mm-hmm. Um why didn't they just shoot him in the dick because shoot him? like Boba Fett?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like they they just kept shooting him in the chest which was armored. Um they could have yeah. just shot him in the dick because it's completely unarmored.
1: Yeah. I mean, looking at my boba fett action figures now it looks like the old armor had a cod piece i don't know yeah if he still had that under all the like black robe wraps that he has but
0: yeah because like um mando um mm. because i i always forget the name denjard or something yeah yeah um Like, he is basically armored from head to toe. So, like, him I get...
1: Hmm. um, Yeah, I mean, it's still segmented, and you can kind of get around the joints, but... Boba Fett mainly has the helmet, the chest plate, shoulder pads, wrists, uh, knees. He doesn't have any, like, the leg stuff that uh, Mando has. Yeah, like,
0: in... In this show, like he basically just has the chest piece with the shoulder pads and the helmet.
1: I wonder if and it'd be funny if Cobb Vanth, when he handed the armor over, kept the cod piece for himself. <laughs> 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 and so he, he got shot in the chest, but at least his dick was protected.
0: You you know what I would love as a as a reference to Robert Rodriguez, who uh, directed half the episodes, as if. Um, he just pulled out the codpiece and it had a, it had like a revolver in it, <laughs> like <laughs> sex machine from, um, from Dust till dawn. Mm. Oh, I, I want to watch that movie now.
1: Yeah. It was fun that Danny Trejo got to be the new Rancor Keeper. Yeah. He just shows up and, you know, they don't make a big deal of it. He's just, he's there.
0: Yeah. I kind of wish he would have shown up when the Rancor was tearing up the city at the end. Hmm but i get i guess he's not a fighter so it makes sense that he would stay away but still
1: yeah no they couldn't afford him for an extra day
0: yeah he was too busy killing in space again mm. do 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 most people know the title of the machete movies
1: <laughs> uh i mean i know machete machete kills machete kills again no, I know it's... Machete Kills in Space was one that they announced, but I don't think it ever happened.
0: I Yeah, it, it it's Machete, Machete Kills, Machete Kills in Space, and Machete Kills in Space again, I okay. think.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I know I've seen the first two, because I think there were only two.
0: Yeah, yeah like they the... the I, I think the the play and sequels were, like, half just jokes. They were like, okay, if we can do these, we will. But, mm. like, I don't, I don't think they were ever, like, seriously put in production. Mm. Yeah. So we talked about Boba Fett for half an hour, which is mm, yep. <laughs> more than I thought a quarter we
1: would. of a usual length episode.
0: Like, we... <laughs> I've been thinking about Star Wars a lot, and I don't know if I like it or not anymore. <laughs> oh,
1: Yeah, that's fair. I don't
0: know. Like, I, I, I... That's not fair. I love Star Wars. I just, like... I, I don't like a lot of the bullshit around it.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's... I would call it one of the worst fandoms. I don't know if that's objectively true, but it, as a fandom that I've been involved in a lot, and you know, just like like yeah, like the the fandom is very it you know, it's decades old and very divided and just a lot of generational issues in that, but even on a more casual level, there's just such strongly divided opinions on anything and everything star wars that it's exhausting to you know talk about in most settings like like book of boba fett like you know i think yeah we're in agreement that it's um a show with fun moments but it's otherwise meh but you know i was starting to worry because like like the you know the movies released under disney even the prequels but you know the movies released under disney are more recent and those were all you know pretty s- strongly divided on people loving them and people hating them and they're bad and then mandalorian <laughs> yeah and then like mandalorian came along and it was like universally praised the only thing really detracting is people being tired of hearing about it so much because it was good And then Boba Fett came out and, you know, people just dumping on it It made me worry that maybe we're going back to that, you know, way things were during when the movies were coming out, where it's just, if Star Wars comes up, probably keep your distance from that conversation, because it's just going to be people arguing and shitting on things. Yeah. Like, I... Hopefully, the other shows they put... It, like, the cartoons have all pretty much flown under the radar. Like, they're generally fine. Um, but because they're cartoons, most people don't even dignify to watch them. So, they don't really become an issue. Um, yeah, I think the Obi-Wan show is the next... If it's not the next one coming out, it's at least the next one people are talking about. And... I'm a little apprehensive about it, but hopefully it's at least enjoyable.
0: Um, yeah, like, it at least with obi Like, there's stories to tell there. Because, mm. like, there, there's a lot of empty space with Obi-Wan, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, th- the thing that bugs me about it is that Darth Vader's coming back. And that's... I mean... You know, it's kind of like in the Clone Wars show, how... in you know like anakin and count dooku in episode two they fight he cuts anakin's hand off and then in episode three it seems like that's the first time they've met back up since that fight in episode two but then the clone wars cartoon comes along and they fought so many times in between and had so many things happen that it just changes that and and that's i guess what bugs me about having obi-wan and vader meet up and fight again in the time between episode three and episode four because it seemed like like vader just assumed obi-wan got killed by a clone trooper or something in the time between movies that he was like surprised to find him again in a new hope but i I don't know i guess it's yeah like even it's the thing they feel like they have to do because those characters have such a strong connection
0: like, even with the way episode three ended, the dialogue when they meet in episode four kind of doesn't make as much sense. Mm. Like, last time I was the, the learner, but now I'm the master. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. like, they kind of met on an even plane, <laughs> but by the time they fought in episode three. Mm. Yeah. But, I
1: mean... <laughs> Maybe he's just still complaining about how they wouldn't make <laughs> one master on the council. <laughs> he's like well daddy palpatine <laughs> made me a master so huh i'm the master now except i think technically he didn't if you look at like some of the cards they still list him as a jedi knight and not a jedi master but that's beside the point that that
0: that actually makes that hilarious instead <laughs> <laughs> If he, he's still bummed about not being a jedi. see now i'm the master so it's he's like, only
1: a master of evil darth because Obi-Wan's rubbing it in and he's not a master.
2: <laughs> I
1: imagine like sixty years year old it's, it's 19 years after episode 3 at that point. For 19 years yeah, I, I he's I been mad like... about not being a master. <laughs> <laughs> and Obi-Wan is still rubbing it in. <laughs> I love love where this went Mm. Um, I don't know how this can be converted into the title of the episode we'll just have to see um
0: um Shit, uh, let's see. We'll just say something about dicks. Mm. Um, something. Ab- Anakin's yeah,
1: nineteen year long grudge. I don't know.
0: Uh, is this YouTube clickbait now? Uh, you well, if it, if it was YouTube clickbait, we need both
1: of our faces looking surprised at a picture of something. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll put like Darth Vader, um, like in the Obi Wan fight with like a red circle uh, around him. Yeah, and, and then like, superimpose an both coin.
1: of our faces on either side with you know just open mouth like whoa, and a look. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, <laughs> like, oh my god, I can't believe
0: this. Yeah, just you no, know, just just put Matt just put Matt pad on there. <laughs> <laughs> just put a picture of matpat <laughs> yeah just put the game grumps faces <laughs> yeah who else do we want to throw up there markiplier just put one of the markiplier thumbnail faces mm. up there
1: okay so yeah and now uh, the title would have to be something like uh they denied him masterhood and you won't believe what happened next Mm. um also did your volume go down okay, no there
0: it goes. <laughs> yes okay <laughs> I'm bad at podcasting
1: mm. you just had to make sure that uh, all your podcast gold gets in the recording
0: yeah yeah no I have to sneeze too much i I can't I can't possibly have a 100 percent um Volume adjustment after sneezing. Mm. It like resets my brain. Um. Um, Any other Star Wars related nonsense we can um, bitch about for a
1: while? Um. I don't know. Let's let's see. Other things I did. Uh. Well, after last episode, I was on vacation, so I ended up. I think last last episode was the one about Arceus, which is how we're officially referring to it. Um, yes. Yeah, and then yeah, like a couple days after that, I stayed up like 4 hours late and completed the Pokédex. Um it, it was annoying, but yeah, you know, like the most tedious ones to get are the friendship evolutions cuz you have to, you know, just run around doing stuff with some EVs and then at least the way it works in Arceus is that you tell the pokemon when to evolve it doesn't just choose to evolve so you you can you know have a fully friendship dv and then you know check it to see if it has a fairy move if you if it does it'll become a sylveon but you can just you don't even have to go to a move tutor to change moves in that game you just go in your menu and all the moves that the pokemon knows you can trade in and out for other moves that you have um So you swap out the fairy move, and then, you know, go to a camp and sleep until day or night if you want an Espeon or an Umbreon. But getting the friendship up was the tedious part. Um, but yeah, nope, I completed the Pokedex, I got Arceus finally, and now that I have the beloved god Unicorn, there's nothing left to do, because I completed the Pokedex in order to get him. Um... There's, there's some side quests to do, and there'll be DLC in the future, but I haven't really played the game since. Um, instead, I, I played more Halo and more of the Guardians of the Galaxy game, which is good, but it it reminds me a lot of the Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale series, including it has like flashbacks to like, teenage Peter Quill and his single mother, which just feels kind of jarring whenever those happen. Um, and, yeah, I haven't gotten around to finishing it. It feels like the kind of game that's gonna have some emotional gut punches as the story goes on, so as fun as it is, I kind of dread going back into it. Um, so after I kind of fell off that, um... I ended up just watching a lot of Simpsons on Disney+. Plus. Um, oh, boy. Uh, a,
0: did you start from the beginning?
1: I, I had started from the beginning a couple years ago when I first got Disney+, Plus, and then I just, you know, didn't keep up with it. So I was, I think, mid-season five where I picked back up, and I've watched oh, up that's... to either season six or seven now
0: that's like supposedly peak simpsons yeah
1: yeah i mean it it's a fun show i do have a f- i feel like a, a lot of the <clears throat> you know like diehard simpsons fans who you know talk about how great the show is probably watched it as kids and don't realize how many things this show is either like referencing or parodying um they like like all the Treehouse of Horror episodes are pretty much either Twilight Zone episodes or like famous horror movies that they're doing a, like a riff on. You know, th- this like as much as Simpsons gets praised for its originality, it's really not. Um, like it, it's referencing older things. You know, that like the creators of it liked. Um, which is fine I think I think the the show just has kind of an inflated reputation but it does have you know a lot of fun like visual gags and you know just you like jokes jokes humor style stuff
0: I I haven't watched um, a significant amount of The Simpsons in like almost 20 years Mm. (laughs) so I, I can't really say
1: yeah. I mean, it's like I it, it is a fun show. I just don't think it's as you know, special like unless you grew up watching it and it like defined your sense of humor. It you know, it, it it's fine. It's fun, I guess. Somebody should do I, something about Mr. Burns, but I you know, they never will because it's a comedy <laughs> and characters are static. But well, I mean, somebody shot him. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, Maggie, the baby shot him, uh, kind of <laughs> accidentally. I think it's just he had the gun, and he dropped the gun, and the baby caught the gun, and then it fired. Um, but I
0: feel like Maggie just maggie did legitimately shoot him on purpose
1: yeah, she should have
0: she'll do it again if she has
1: to yeah i mean and th- they have like a later episode where this showed like deleted alternate endings and it's just everybody shooting mr burns which they should do because he's a fucking monster he just does horrible things all the time and gets away with it because <laughs> they should do like they're all static characters and that's the joke he's he's horrible and he's supposed to be horrible
0: so, do, do they do it like, oh, it, was, it wasn't it was Maggie who did it, it was this character who did it, or do they do it like the assassination of Julius Caesar, where, like,
1: uh, no, yeah, it's like all, a
0: few dozen people...
1: It's it's one at a time, they're not all in the same scene together. It's like, oh, what if it was this person who shot him, or this person, or this person, and it's just, like, the same parking lot, but it's a different person holding the gun and shooting him.
0: Because I think it would be very funny if it was like a Julius Caesar assassination thing where just everybody one at a time just goes up to him and shoots him <laughs> <laughs> like every, every, every citizen yeah. of Springfield Just he, just, he gets like, shot and children. he like
1: stumbles and turns around and it's someone else and then they shoot him and then he stumbles and turns around and it's another person <laughs> yeah
0: yeah <laughs> And then Nelson's the last one. He just goes up and laughs at him and <laughs> shakes him in the head.
2: <laughs> mm.
0: Or Smithers is the last one.
1: Yeah, I mean, Smithers killing him was one of... I think I think that was, like, the main alternate version that they had to the Maggie version.
0: Yeah, like... <laughs> Smithers is weird, Hmm. Because like I
1: mean, he, he's, hey, a, he's an
0: actually gay character. Yeah, he's a nineties gay character, also,
1: so he's not allowed to say that he's gay. And also he's gay for a disgusting horrible old man who hates everyone.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's 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 like that's like gay in the way that most anime is gay, where like, oh that's cool representation, but like, oh no.
1: Yeah, and it's like <laughs> it's like, it's gay because it's, he's, you know, like, they have not be gay because it's funny that he's gay for such a horrible person. Like, it, it's a joke yeah. that he's gay. Even though it is representation, and he is, you know, a, a multifaceted person as all these, you know, like the characters are very flat, static comedy characters, but they do have enough moments that they feel, you know, more layered than, um, a lot of comedy characters are So like Smithers yeah, has mean, enough moments a... that he does feel like a you know legitimate person but also it's a joke mm-hmm. that he's attracted to
0: yeah it's like they they start off as the basic comedy characters and then over the course of like 10 seasons um they they have moments that really flesh them out and teach you who they are and then after that there's a reason um that the trope is called flanderization mm. uh, because they they slowly um like revert back into like single trope characters mm. um as the years go by and then that's the story of the Simpsons it will never die um and we should all feel sad about that
1: yeah it's just but characters who do. But then not, again, neither
0: will Futurama. Yeah. Well, yeah. So.
1: Futurama dies and comes back from the dead. Uh, more a, times than Jesus a, F- Christ does. Futurama at this point. is Boba Fett. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or, or, or Jesus. <laughs> Either Boba Fett or Jesus. Take your pick. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. No. I mean, because th- this is because okay. So so Futurama. It, I think it was on Fox. Got canceled renewed on comedy central got canceled and this new what was it netflix is bringing it back now or is it hulu well, or
0: it it got canceled and then it got brought back from movies okay um and then got and then it got one more one more season at comedy central and then it died okay so so it was on comedy central
1: die? twice and now it's on a streaming service yeah Except without Bender, unless they get to an agreement about uh, paying John DiMaggio what he's worth,
0: it it actually might have got canceled on Fox early, and then came back on Fox like because of uh, fans or no, I might be thinking something. Uh, Yeah, I mean Family Guy Um, was
1: on Fox, got canceled, and then came back because of DVD sales. Yeah, I, I
0: think Futurama had a similar thing. It was either that, or like it was brushed off by Fox, like mm. um, the first time Matt Groening pitched it, and then it came back and got the green light, or something like that. Okay, I, I forget the story. Like all these adult cartoons have similar stories. Yeah, of, the, of the them dying and the, then coming back. Yeah,
1: they come out. Audiences love them. Execs don't understand them, so they cancel them, and then find out they shouldn't have done that. And either yeah. they bring it back, or someone and then else. Then they make all the back. money ever. Yeah. yeah. And surprised Rick and Morty hasn't been canceled and renewed yet.
0: Oh, that's been a cash cow since day one, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the, I, I guess Cartoon Network just knows from all these other shows that got canceled and renewed that even if they don't get it they should probably just leave it going yeah it
0: it's it's insane to me like how little credit adult swim gets for like making all these shows that are like (laughs) cultural phenomenons Mm. but nobody ever like takes them seriously because it's adult swim Mm.
1: yeah i guess because it's you know a cable like primetime slash night Channel kind of that you know uh, yeah Adult Swim stuff definitely is you know watched and liked and famous but I think the like wide gen like like Simpsons is Fox which is uh like you know local channel you know like anybody can watch that yeah it, it just it has a bigger audience so it gets more notice and acclaim than uh like a cable show i guess it it
0: also doesn't help that adult swim like typically has had like syndicated shows on for like the first two hours mm. and then it gets into the original stuff at like 11 o'clock yeah
1: yeah you have to be like <laughs> the kind of person who can stay up that late You'd...
0: yeah It it's it's usually like oh we'll play like an hour of king of the hill and an hour of family guy yeah <laughs> Yeah,
1: which, at, you know, I watched eight, all the time o'clock. in college because I, you know, didn't have to wake up at four in the morning like I do now. Right. Jay, do you remember,
0: like, when you were able to, like, just not wake up feeling like shit in the morning? Mm. <laughs> Cause,
1: cause I Because that, that was, like, a nice time, wasn't it? Like, yeah damn that's what i try to do on vacations before i inevitably just wake up early and realize i have a whole day that i can do whatever i want because i don't have to go to work and then i you know don't go back to bed like i wanted to when i first went to sleep
0: i'm off monday because of president's day so you know thank you every u.s president that has ever existed you're all wonderful people
1: Mm except for every you know. single one of you um i'm not sure i can back that statement
0: <laughs> except for most of them <laughs> well the d- d- fuck <laughs> anyway
1: uh okay yeah but i
0: played pokemon Yep.
1: <laughs> yep you played lots of pokemon um Yeah, um... You finished Gen 2.
0: Yeah, I finished the Nuzlocke of Pokemon Crystal. And I think fighting the Elite Four um, in a Pokemon Crystal Nuzlocke is the most fun I've had playing Pokemon in like 10 years. Mm. Um, It was actually tense because there were consequences. I didn't want any of my um, pets to die. Mm. Um, But even though... I threw Bruce Man out, Bruce Man the Crobat. I just threw him out there, uh, mm. <laughs> expecting him to be killed by my champ because my champ knows Rock Slide. Because my
1: champ is Bane and but, he will break Bruce Man's back.
0: Yes. But he tanked it like a fucking boss and then kill, killed my champ in one hit. Mm. And I was so proud. That I didn't... I never threw him out to die again, but he ended up dying in the final fight against Red, and that kind of made me sad.
1: Well, I mean, Red was going to kill everyone.
0: Yeah, he had to be stopped. He was a monster. Yeah.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, I'm just... I'm surprised you didn't die to Red. Just, like, everybody dying, and you're just laying there in the snow, and that's the end of the story. Well, the, the...
0: that that's the thing um about Pokemon is that like it, it especially in the early gens, like the levels are kind of um the levels are kind of deceptive because the player has so many like boosted stats hmm. that even
1: when the opponent it, is like ten levels higher than you
0: yeah. Yeah, like cuz you get you get boosted stats, stats from having certain badges. Um like it, it's it's something significant like 10 percent 12% something like that. Um plus uh the the computer pokemon don't have um EVs, or whatever the Gen 2 equivalent of EVs is. Oh, right. um, so they, that's another stat boost that you have that the AI doesn't. Um, so, so yeah, like, I I was level 60, they were like level 75 to 80, something like that. Yeah, I
1: think Pikachu was 81.
0: Um, yeah, yeah yeah Pikachu was the highest level it was eighty one you're right um and it I killed it in one hit from a level sixty tauros mm. with earthquake um because first of all, tauros is insane. I had no idea how insane mm. <laughs> it it has such high attack i I just fucking killed everything in like two hits even without a type advantage. It's ridiculous. Mm. it was fun. His name was bullshit. He also died.
1: <laughs> yeah, Red knew he had to stop it.
0: Yeah. Also, we lost Maggie the Magneton.
1: But that was before the Red fight, that... wasn't it?
0: Yeah that that was against Blue. Mm. Stupid, fucking critical hit hydro pump. <laughs> mm. He should have used hyperbeam. I'm upset about this. It's been like a week and a half, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's an electric steel type the water isn't really what you use for that,
0: yeah well like it I don't know if it just didn't have normal moves or like if it had just water moves um but like i the the a i is like supposed to always go for super effective moves. <laughs> in Gen 2. Um, or it'll go for attacks that aren't um, like it'll it'll prioritize super effective moves um, and it will not prioritize not very effective moves. Hmm. So like I switched in from a water Pokemon like expecting it to use a, a normal move or something that wasn't a water move hmm. <laughs> but it ended up killing it. Oh well, it happens. I still won. Mm. Blue fucking sucks. Red, red fucking sucks. I'm the only good Pokemon trainer. Mm. <laughs> Trouble before me. Yep.
1: You are a butts.
0: Uh, yeah, I am a butts. But yeah, that w- that was really fun. I had no idea how the fight with red with red would go, but I pulled it out pretty relatively easily. I lost two Pokemon, mm. but is the last fight, so that's fine
1: and then um, you started Ruby and they shipped you in a truck,
0: yeah, well
1: it's um um emerald oh right, yeah, yeah, I keep thinking of Ruby because that's the one I started but, with
0: yeah like i've I've never played silver, I've always played gold, mm. and like that was the first time I ever played crystal hmm. Um like that was the first time being the female character in Gen 2.
1: Yeah, and like and Emerald is weird because you know Ruby Sapphire came out, and then Fire Red and Leaf Green, and then Emerald came out after. So it's the part three, but there were two games that came out in between it and the the ones it was uh, combining.
0: Yeah, like, Yellow Yellow was really weird, too, because it came out, like, six months before Gold and Silver did, or something like that. Mm. Um, like, it was kind of just a placeholder yeah. <laughs> that that they made before uh, Generation 2 came out. Yeah. And that, that's why it had, like, all the stuff from the anime in it. Yeah. Because they were like, oh. I know how we can sell this thing again.
1: <laughs> yeah, and since I didn't play I, I I've played part of Emerald on an emulator, but I didn't get far enough to know how it affects like like I think I assume both Team Magma and Aqua are involved in the story and like the, the points where you fight a team, it'll be one or the other. Um, I guess depending on which one makes more sense. Like probably Aqua's the one Doing stuff in Slateport, and Magma's the one doing stuff at the volcano. But it yeah, I
0: doesn't... haven't I haven't f- fought mm. I haven't fought them in Slateport, but I have seen the the Aqua Grunts. Um,
1: yeah, they're all like standing like... in front of the museum. Yeah, mm. yeah, and then I don't know if it lets you catch both Groudon and Kyogre, or I know that's supposed to be. I think that's like a cutscene kind of a thing showing those two fighting at some point.
0: Yeah, they you can yeah, they both get summoned, there's a like a cutscene where they're fighting and then you you go and like ask Rayquaza to break it up. Yeah. And uh then that happens. Then you can go and catch Rayquaza. Okay. I So
1: you catch Rayquaza before um, the Pokemon League in this version.
0: Oh yeah, you, you can you can like sweep the entire league with the Rayquaza, apparently. Huh.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, it's kind of ridiculous. They give him, Ruby Sapphire, you have the you Master have to, Ball like, too go through the Sky Tower after the league to get him.
0: Yeah, like in, in Emerald, like th- this is like one of the things I remembered about when I played it. Like shit at this point, like ten years ago, uh, hmm. you um, the. There's a, the whole thing with Kyogre and Groudon fighting, and then then you go up the Sky Tower and ask Rayquaza to break it up, and then like right after all that's resolved, you can go right back to the tower and throw a Master Ball <laughs> at Rayquaza and use it to decimate everything mm. <laughs> because it it's
1: yeah, absurdly yeah, my powerful. Re- re- movie team was Swampert Rayquaza, Registeel. Um, Ninetales, Latios and Crobat. And then I, you know, once Omega Ruby happened, I bought all the games I needed to to trade them all the way up, and now they're hanging out in the Omega Ruby game. And I could bring them up to Gen 8, but then they wouldn't be in a anymore. So nice. I'm, I'll just leave them there and hope the save file stays good until, uh, the next trip to Hoenn, if there ever is one
0: no it's not gen 1 so it'll never be re- remade again yeah <laughs> i don't remember what my team was i know i know i had i had Blaziken. um i had in agron is that the final uh, v- of yep. of um yeah
1: yeah aeron aeron agron
0: yeah, I I had a Gyarados because I always have a Gyarados because it's always good mm. <laughs> and it's always easy to get.
1: As long as you don't go um, up against any electric attacks.
0: Yeah, that's why you always have a ground a ground Pokemon.
1: Yeah, yeah like at least Swampert um, grass moves weren't really a threat in Gen three, so he's just ridiculous. Yeah, like the.
0: The only, I, if I remember right, like the only grass Pokemon you fight are really early before you even have the ground type. Yeah,
1: yeah there's no grass I'll, I'll gym like and Shroom-ish. there's no grass elite four. And like grass moves, the only good ones are like solar beam and grass knot. And Solar ble- like solar beam is an issue if it's harsh sunlight, but otherwise it's telegraphed and you just shoot off an ice beam before that happens and kill the grass pokemon yeah yeah like he he takes quadruple um, damage from grass but he can learn ice beam which will kill the grass before it becomes a problem
0: right yeah is that the i i think that's considered like the best starter ever Mm. (laughs) like just type wise
1: probably um yeah because like that the water ground type i think the only other ones that have it are like uh quagsire and uh whatever the barboach evolution and it's a good combination but none of the other pokemon that have it have like the amount of versatility that swampert has to the moves it can learn yeah like surf earthquake and ice beam covers the weaknesses of most of the stuff you're going to run into outside of the like right. psychic dark fairy groups
0: yeah like I I, I I think like water ice and ground covers um, weaknesses of like 90% of Pokemon yeah. because like like ground ground in itself is like such like it it's super effective against fucking everything yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's weird that Ground Um, and Rock are separate types, and that Ground is amazing and Rock is terrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like Rock... (laughs) Rock isn't good for anything, but it's fun to have one.
1: Yeah, Rock Um, can be good against Flyers, but that's about it. Yeah, like, it's... And that's just the attacks, that's not having the typing on your Pokémon.
0: Yeah, like it, it's good against fire too, but there's a a lot of things that are good against fire, like ground. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, let's see, what's it? I I think like Empoleon is supposed to be pretty good too. Um, it's water steel, right? Yeah,
1: it's water steel, but because it's steel, Cynthia kicks its ass.
0: Yeah, and it it negates the fire. Um the fire strength so yeah. th- that's also kind of sucks for a starter. yeah
1: like steel is a good defensive type except against the you know, big weaknesses it has like ground
0: and um is a uh, is infernape fighting type uh, i don't remember or was that like the um, fire types what, are usually emboar. the
1: coolest starters, but they're also the ones I don't really play because fire's weak to so much. Like, fire's weak to water, and you run into so much water because water is like the most yeah. common type outside of maybe normal.
0: Yeah, in Gen two, the fire starter is the best because, of, like, I've I've done the math on mm. this. Like, if you look at all the gems in Gen two, like. Fire is good against like half of them, and only bad against like two of them. Mm. Whereas, like if you pick if you pick grass, like if you pick Chikorita, like you're bad against the first gym because it's flying. You're bad against the second gym because it's Bug. Mm. Um, you're even with the third. You're bad against the fourth gym because it's Ghost Poison. Because it's it's all just a ghastly line. Um,
1: Yeah, grass isn't strong against most things. It's just there to complete the trifecta of grass, water, fire, having a thing that they're strong against.
0: Right. Right, like, now that I'm thinking about it, in Gen 2, (laughs) grass is bad against every single (laughs) gem. It's either bad or neutral against every single gym. Mm. The only exception is the Poliwrath in the Fighting gym. <laughs> like that's the only mm. that's the only use for a Grass Pokemon <laughs> against a gym in that game. Yeah,
1: I guess because they had to do different gyms from Kanto and Grass yeah. outside of the traditional, you know, typings just isn't good against most stuff. Yeah, and they had to invent steel yeah, as like, something fire could be strong against.
0: Right. Yeah, like adding steel and dark. Like in, like dark um, was to fix Gen the problem with like, psychic
1: having no weaknesses. And
0: yeah, they they also changed the way ghosts work to be better against psychic. Mm. Um Like, even then, though, like, Psychic was still really good. Hmm. We've we've been talking about Pokemon types for the past ten minutes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, do you want to talk about Ruby and how they threw you in the back of a truck and shipped you off to your house because your dad doesn't care? Yeah, what the fuck is up with that? But it did happen in Ruby, too. It happened in all of them. Yeah,
0: same shit. Like... Like, you you just start in the back of the truck, and the truck is moving, yeah. like, there's no... And it's just, it's full of ambiguity cardboard about
1: boxes of all the stuff that's being moved into your house, including you, yeah. one of the many possessions that your mom is moving into the house. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then she decides she doesn't need you I... around,
1: so you can go off on a Pokemon adventure. It's fine. Yeah.
0: I like to I like to imagine that, like, you just live in the most broken home, but your parents really want to hide it from you. Mm. And that's that's why, like, your parents never meet. Like, your mom's always at the house, and your dad's always at work.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and that your dad has been living in this region where, I guess, like, the rest of the family had to wait to come. Who knows how long it's been that Norman's been hanging out in Hoenn while his wife and kid were you know, somewhere else before they decide to move closer, like two towns over from where dad lives. Yeah.
0: Like you like he he took a trip to Johto and just got her pregnant and then they got married like in a really rushed Mm -hmm. way and then they lived apart for like 10 years (laughs) they just ship you they just ship you to a town like nearby so you don't suspect anything yeah
1: like you can't even get a house in Petalburg you have to go two towns over to the cheap town with like four houses
0: in it and and like one of them is the house of the professor and the other one is the lab of the professor yeah Uh, at least it's not Dooford where they talk about damp grandma. <laughs> mm.
1: Well, yeah, they'll talk about anything you, you want to talk about. They'll talk about like how great heroin is. Tight yeah. rears. <laughs> <laughs> hairy balls. Yeah, hairy balls. <laughs> heroin habit. Um. <laughs> Alright, time to... Time to look that yeah. up. Yeah, see which other thing. Because I I was copying and pasting just every funny one I was finding on Google until I think Discord crashed from me doing too uh, much of it, and by the time I got it back up, you yeah, know the joke had already run through.
0: <laughs> you you know which one got me, like really like I was laughing for like two minutes, it was when the, you posted. The- the one of the where, where okay so for people who don't know who haven't been paying attention there's um,
1: yeah there is there's a there's club a... in Dufford and in Ruby Sapphire Emerald there's a series of words which are a mix of like generic words and adjectives and battle moves and stuff and they ask you for two words to create the franchise that they're all going to be obsessed over in this fan club.
0: Yeah, and I, I think the default one is like randomized. Yeah,
1: yeah, and there's other points so, in the game where you can use the the word chooser thing too. Like if you uh, when you meet uh, the interviewer and the cameraman, you do a double battle against them, and then they'll ask you for a you know, post battle interview, and you can pick any four words from the word thing, <laughs> which will then when you walk into a house and see a TV flashing. You can see the interview, and they will, like, put in context this phrase that you gave them. (laughs)
0: Like, girl, you thick, whoa. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they'll ask you, like, describe your feelings on the battle, and, um...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Try tongue, butthole.
1: Yeah, because there's that, and then, like, if... (laughs) I I don't think, I don't know how it'll work with the emulator, but there's in, um, the, uh, what's, what's the, Mauville? The electric town. I think in the Pokemon center of that, there is a guy, the guy with glasses, he'll have hair, there's like six different versions of him you can get with different hair colors, and each one has a gimmick. And I think one of them is like you can tell them a phrase, and then when you connect link cables with someone else, those people will switch, and the phrase that you give will then be like, you know, in that other person's game. <laughs> uh, also, you so share all your secret that. layer data, and that includes whatever your catchphrase is that you gave your secret layer version of yourself. Or so I, I can
0: I can spread. I could spread Damp Grandma to the world.
1: Yeah, yeah if you can connect with a nice. link cable in your game, you can um, tell this guy the... I mean, I think even, yeah, the the Duford Club, I think when you connect with someone else on link cables, will sometimes trade phrases with the game that you connected to.
0: <laughs> nice. Okay, but the... The, the one that really got me was not the Duford mm. one. It was it was the one where you can actually type in oh, what a guy's yeah. telling, talking to his daughter. Yeah, yeah um, he wants something to cheer his daughter you, up, you, yeah. so
1: you give him a phrase
0: yeah, of your own typing. Yeah, you, you, you talk to a guy whose daughter's really sad, and he wants you to tell him something to tell his daughter that'll make her happy. Mm. Um. So when I did it, <laughs> I put in trans rights yeah. <laughs> because... It was a thing to say, um, but the, the the one you found
2: yeah, was I,
0: it the you're adopted? I'll, I'll be, I'll read. Yeah, I've been saying you're adopted to amuse her lately. You're adopted. You're adopted. <laughs> <laughs> She's not smiling at all. <laughs> maybe, maybe Wild well, is a serious child. Hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I saw other ones too. Which I mean, this—I this, think someone did like suck my dick, <laughs> which no thing to a child, which just feels gross. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I'll make a—I'll make a child buy damp grandma picture books at, like every day, but mm-hmm. come on, that's that's just going too yeah. far. Where? Wherever you're from, come
1: on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, because come on is one phrase and me is another.
0: Okay. Uh, so you could put come on, grandma. <laughs> yeah.
1: is, it, is it true that across the, uh, across the sea, come on, grandma is the most popular thing? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, yes, sir.
1: Yes, it
0: is. <laughs> oh man, why is it? Why is it so fun? Um, corrupting children's stuff. Mm.
1: Well, especially this one, because you have to be creative about it because you're using their, you know, set of phrases. You can't just right. plug anything in.
0: See that—that that, that was one of the things you could do with Dark Souls too. Was that um, that you could leave messages, and like there were certain collections of words and phrases, mm. and that's that's wh- why that's how um, try tongue butthole <laughs> became a meme. Mm. <laughs> yeah, or or like like in in Bloodborne, um, whenever there was a female NPC, there would there'd be a tip to, like, try thrusting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sure there's this gotta be funny like, Animal Crossing New Horizons has in the... in your, like, ID passport section, you can give yourself a two-word um, phrase. And they have, like, a list of first words and a list of second words. And that's where Rascally Coconut came from, but... I'm sure there's nice. funnier ones that uh, could be done. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm Googling some funny um, Bloodborne messages. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Here's an example. Treat small lady with care. Eventually time for thrust attacks.
1: Mm. Yeah, because aside from, like, Pokemon um let's see i i watched a little bit more of original dragon ball seen up to the part where the uh let's see so he met krillin and they trained under master roshi and did a bunch of mr miyagi tag like tasks like carrying milk around which they would then continue to reminisce about through the entirety of dragon ball z and super yeah that all those you know good old days when they had to carry milk around the <laughs> island. Um, and then there was the tournament where Master Roshi posed as, what was it? It was like a, it wasn't Jackie Chan, but it was supposed to sound like Jackie. It was like Jackie Chun It was, like, Chun or it was like,
0: yeah, it was, it was Jackie Chan, yeah. I think.
1: Yeah, the Master Roshi went undercover, and then Goku ended up. <clears throat> going ape form at the end of the thing and so Master Roshi blew up the moon
0: the first yeah. time <laughs> the first
1: time the moon blew up um, <clears throat> I'm sure eventually I'll see how the moon came back so Piccolo could blow it up again later
0: yeah I, I think they wish they wish it back at some okay. point
1: um, yeah so I got up to the end of that tournament and that's where I'm at with that
0: Do you like the tournaments um, that eventually spawned a whole like subgenre of um, of fighting anime
2: mm.
1: um, I mean I haven't seen the other anime. I know the Dragon Ball series has tournaments that keep happening at various points.
0: Yeah, the, the whole tournament arc thing is a thing that shows up in a lot of, uh, like, shonen fighting anime. Mm. Because it is relatively easy to write. Mm. <laughs> like, you just have to showcase a bunch of cool powers. Yeah. Like, and people what's like it. Was that
1: a thing, like, specifically from Dragon Ball? Or, because, I mean, it kind of feels like Karate Kid. Which well, I guess uh, would have been Dragon Ball some time.
0: Yeah, like, Dragon Ball popularized it. Okay. Um, And then everybody else just kind of latched on to it. Oh. Um And it reached peak form in the 90s with Yu Yu Hakusho. And everybody else can shut the fuck up. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the Dark Tournament is awesome. Mm. Anyway. That's a completely different thing that I'd love to rewatch if it wouldn't cost me like 300 hours.
1: Mm. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so yeah, I, so I watched that, I started, What I, I I think I started a while ago, but it's been so long, I just started again from the beginning. Um, Nadia, The Secret of Blue Water, a series that I bought on Blu-ray because there was like a whole controversy thing that Disney's Atlantis, The Lost Empire ripped off the show, and in some, like, there's definitely... You know undeniable visual similarities but i feel like the story is completely different aside from you know atlantis being a part of it like maybe by the end because it is like a 39 episode series and i've only seen the first i think 10 episodes um maybe by the end of it it will feel more like atlantis the lost empire but right now it just it, it doesn't it feels different um
0: i mean i i would assume that it would mostly just be like the atlantis part itself that it was ripping off right
1: i, I guess i mean because because
0: because like m- most of the rest of atlantis is just ripping off like adventure movies yeah with, i mean in general, yeah atlantis right?
1: kind of feels more like the stargate movie that it's like a nerd who teams up yeah. with a bunch of military people <clears throat> and investigates what turns out to be an ancient society with magitech and stuff um and yeah
0: it's it's like um indiana jones combined with back to the future Mm. (laughs) yeah and because the hero is not the hero is not like some some buff cool man it's uh, it's a fucking nerd
1: Yeah. yeah and um in nadia like the main characters are two kids you know they're not it's not even adults they're kids but yeah, the boy is. What's his name like? Jacques? Let me. Jean. Uh, he he's French because it starts off in Paris. Uh, okay. Boo, Jean. boo the yeah. French. Boo. So okay, yeah. So there's a kid named Jean He looks a lot like Milo Thatch from Atlantis. You know, he's a little nice. nerd with big glasses, and he, um, and there's this girl Nadia who looks a lot like Keita except she's like a preteen um but she's she's there in paris as part of the circus but she wants to get back to wherever she came from which she doesn't know for sure she thinks she's from africa because of her dark skin personally i think she looks more indian but i'm sure it's going to turn out she's from atlantis which um i guess must come up by the end of the series like some of the the art on the like the discs looks like you know kind of like the part where Kida in atlantis get turned into like a blue glowing person there's a picture of nadia that kind of looks like that so i assume something like that happens but in these early episodes they start off in paris and there's this group of jewel thieves who are basically team rocket who want to capture Nadia because <laughs> she's got this gemstone that has like magical properties and stuff. Um, and so they're on the run to get away from this knockoff team rocket and, uh, end up like the, they go out to see, like Jean has like a, this like air, you know, rudimentary airplane. Cause it's the 1880s. Um, that they used to like fly out to sea because he wants to fly her back to Africa because she wants to go to Africa, uh, but then they end up like crash landing in the water and discover Captain Nemo and his submarine because you know this thing's inspired by you know Jules Verne, Twenty Thousand Leagues. Um, so like, they they meet up with Nemo, but then he drops him off on an island where there's this group of masked basically Nazis, but they're called the Neo Atlanteans. And they've got, like, a... Oh, boy. they built a death weapon. Like, they murdered this family, but this one little girl survives, and they have to break it to her that her parents are dead. And it's really... Yeah, Fun. it's really sad. And then... Um, then Nadia gets captured by the Neo-Atlanteans, and they've got, like, a death weapon that nukes an island. But, you know, they, they destroy the island, and they team up with the Team Rocket guys to escape and get on nemo's ship and that's about where i'm up to that you know they're going off on further adventures i guess and fighting these you know bad guys and stuff and eventually somehow it will lead to i assume atlantis um but yeah it definitely it feels like a different sort of story from atlantis you know and i i I haven't looked into like the kimbo the white lion controversy with that and lion king but i assume that's probably similar in that like there's definitely visual things that the two have in common that were probably stolen but that the stories of the movies are completely different
0: yeah i mean people have pointed this out i'm not nearly the first but like lion king is closer to hamlet than it is so
1: yeah it, it's the plot of hamlet um, kimba yeah, the white lion it's the plot of hamlet and the visuals yeah. of kimba the white lion smushed together
0: yeah i think that's fair um, not not that it like just ripped one off wholesale. yeah
1: and the atlantis you know i guess the the creator of it has denied or at least the director of it has denied that you know you'd ever heard of nadia but it seems like someone on the animation team or the development team had seen it and at least subconsciously pulled a lot of stuff from it. But otherwise they were drawing yeah. from the same source material of Jules Verne books and like the idea of a submarine adventure. Um, and yeah, and even probably, you know, like Stargate and other like Roland Emmerich you know, nerd hero action adventure. Type stories. Yeah. Um. What time? What?
0: What year did Nadia come out?
1: Nineteen ninety.
0: Okay, so that would have that would have predated like all of Roland Emmerich's famous stuff. Mm. Um. Yeah. At least to to memory. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think Stargate was like ninety three and independence day was 96 i think that sounds right yeah yep also nadia proudly states that it is from the creators of neon genesis evangelion which i've heard about frequently but never seen apparently uh, evangelion was supposed to be a sequel to nadia but the rights were all (laughs) mixed up and they they couldn't um make that happen they had to you know change it to be original
0: so did hideaki Anno work on nadia
1: uh i guess uh Th- yeah nadia of, general uh... director hideaki Anno. okay character designs yoshiyuki sadamoto music shiro Sugisu, Sig- uh yeah Okay, so that, that, that by, actually makes a lot well, of sense. I guess this Blu-ray was produced by Sentai Filmworks. I don't know if they were involved in the original. Except like the original was NHK and Sogo Vision.
0: Okay, yeah, that would be the Japanese publisher, I believe. The, the studio, I'm guessing, was Gainax.
1: Oh, yeah, I think it was. Um...
0: Yeah. um because, yeah, he would have been a part of Max at that point, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm looking up... Um, I'm looking up, uh, like, posters, and, yeah, there's a lot of similarities. Um, and, yeah, I'm seeing the Team Rocket thing you were talking about, yeah. and, yeah. It's it it's like color inverted, yeah. <laughs> Team Rocket. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, they've even got that just kind of foppish, you know, like fake classy yeah. way that they talk.
0: Yeah, they they look like Lupin characters. Yeah. <laughs> it's charming. Yeah. And on this poster, um, I'm assuming that's Naughty, as he's barely wearing anything, mm. so that's about right for Guy Max.
1: I mean, you, you can you can guess why I decided to start watching this. I'm not <laughs> hard to uh, to guess what my tastes are. Yeah, even yeah, if she is those... definitely underage, but
0: yeah. But that's that's um, a thing that happens in anime a lot that we will not talk yep. about.
1: No, yep. she definitely doesn't. You know, slide down hills while her skirt flies up multiple times.
0: Um. Well, I mean, that's just a thing that happens, right? I mean, you can't.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. You just you naturally your loincloth will flap up if you're sliding down a ramp.
0: <laughs> that happens to everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i mean see th- that's the thing like I, f- I feel like studio ghibli is the only one that can get away with that w- without it being like sexualized at all hmm. um but yeah that's a
1: yeah they the, they have so much heartwarming schmaltz going on that it doesn't yeah. seem sexy
0: there's apparently a Nadia ninja nendoroid so Oh, um
1: that's cool it, yeah I mean I get like the show I guess was decently popular but then they made like a video game or an arcade game or something based on it and then it took off and that kind of led to the copyright issue of they wanted to continue it but they didn't have the same you know the rights holders wouldn't let them use it so they had to make Evangelion its own thing
0: that is weird but, yeah. Um, yeah, like, I've heard of Naughty. I've never I've never attempted to watch it before, though. So I, I never mm. really knew anything about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the first time I attempted it, I was kind of put off by how silly the Team Rocket thing was, because I was expecting an Atlanta-style action adventure. Um, but this time, going in, knowing that that's what the tone is, it's more fun except for the parts where it gets really sad yeah which is why i ended up because i was watching that and i was watching simpsons and then i was watching nadia and then it got sad and i switched to dragon ball (laughs) because i know dragon ball even when it gets dark it's not that dark it's always campy it's it's dark but
0: everyone always gets better unless they're evil
2: yeah yeah
1: um but yeah because aside from that i also watched a movie um scary stories to tell in the dark oh which is based on the books i've never read the books i did a while back watch a documentary about like the art of the books and how controversial it was that these are some really creepy fucking pictures that they put in a kid's book (laughs)
0: Okay, I I want to tell a little story first. Um, okay. I love those books as a kid. Um, I mm. I I read them like twice, but yeah. I would like every time went to the library. Like, I went to the Catholic school, um, mm. and they had those books there, which I was kind of surprised about. <laughs> um, yeah, in, the, in retrospect, yeah, but some
1: um, fairly gruesome pictures in them.
0: Yeah, like the there's. There's one that just has stuck in my head since I was, like, nine years old, <laughs> and that one mm. it's, like, a giant floating skull made out of, like- it- it, it looks like veins, basically. Mm. Oh, and there, there's, like, a- there's, like, a pet rat one that's, like, all desiccated but still alive. It's- mm. ooh, Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, the movie adapts some of those stories in- they, they make, like, a framework for it, but they have, like- the one with the girl who gets bit by a spider and a like nest of spiders bursts out of her cheek yeah um that one is in the movie the giant kind of blob looking woman with just like a very flat mouth and little dot eyes they do that in live action and it is unsettling (laughs) Uh, like guillermo del toro was the producer on it he was he wasn't the director but i I watched some of the behind the scenes he was definitely like on set for things nice so he oversaw the creature design to you know make it look good um because yeah like the context is that it's 1968 um vietnam war is starting off you know there's a lot of you know tension you know social stuff um and then but the story is you know these like i think they're like high school scene they're definitely high schoolers um who end up finding this book in like a creepy old house and it's got these stories in it and then like the the book belongs to a woman who died like you know 1800s i think and um her ghost is like writing new stories into the book throughout the movie which each include one of the characters either you know the bully for at first it was the bullies and then it was like this group of kids and each one is like basically it's like final destination it's like their death is being written out in the form of a story and then it happens um oh yeah and then, like they did i guess there was one where um th- there was like a severed toe that was found out like in the garden or something which turns out it belongs to a corpse it gets put into a stew and then one of the kids like eats it and then spits it out and then the you know corpse gets up and like hobbles into the house to go find its toe and also murder the person who took it
0: I I can't I can't believe how many sto- of these stories I remember
2: hmm <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, it... Like, vaguely I assume I'd never read the book, but the pictures just feel so familiar that I, aside from that documentary, I must have seen them as a kid and just hadn't read the rest of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the kind of stuff that just sticks with you. Um,
1: Yeah, like, I I found the movie in a $5 bin, and I wasn't expecting it to be as, like, effective as... I mean, it's... It's kind of what you expect from a horror movie, you know, it's a bunch of characters and then they die in you know various interesting ways, uh, except for like the main two who get to hang in there till the end. Um, oh yeah, and then like there's there's one I don't remember how the story started, but there's like, a couple of the like char- the, the the final two characters end up getting like arrested because all these people are dying or disappearing um they they get arrested and they're like locked up in this like small town sheriff's office and then this like severed head falls down through the chimney and lands on the floor and then all the rest of the limbs all fall down like separately and then they merge back together into this like shambling corpse and they kill the sheriff and they're (laughs) chasing the kids around for the rest of the movie how how
0: like graphic is the the actual like violence the like because
1: it's it's pg-13 but i can't believe it's pg-13 okay (laughs) because like
0: it 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 sounds like like the effects themselves are are pretty um bad but i was just wondering like um how bad does the like on-screen actions get because it it could go either way it sounds like it's like
1: they i guess the it's Guillermo del Toro so he knows how to like effectively cut away enough to keep it PG-13 but also still like probably one of the scariest PG-13s that you can get oh wow yeah
0: now i'm kind of interested and, just out of curiosity
1: yeah no definitely especially if you know the books and like the books there's a lot of you know there's like the the scarecrow that has like a big like uh well, in on like the cover and in the movie he's got like his like torso is missing but his you know arms and legs and everything are that, just like this fat scarecrow that you know like most horror scarecrows it gets down off the post and goes and murder someone um but yeah no yeah like it, it was good um, I didn't realize it came out in 2019. So when it ends with teasing a potential sequel, that actually might happen. Like it's hmm. in some level of development at this point. It's not filming yet, but they're working on it.
0: So, um, was there any like comedy in it at all? Because I I distinctly remember like a, a handful of the stories like being misdirected into comedy like the the uh, the the drawing w- with the like giant floating grotesque skull thing mm. um like i i remember the the story being like the the person saw this like huge like terrifying thing just coming towards him and when i got there it was like hey can you give me directions
1: <laughs> <laughs> no no they, they didn't do any things like that okay um you know they all it, it feels like pg13 final destination that these thing these weird kind of disturbing things are happening and then person dies at the end except you know it the way it's always like off screen death it's like it's like a weird ghost thing happened and then the person's just gone and everyone else is left to assume they're dead but i think I and mean, i think by the end they are operating under the assumption that they might still be alive somewhere and they've just been taken off to a ghost dimension or something like that was hmm. what happened at the end of this story where they got like pulled under the bed or absorbed into the ghost or something but yeah no they, they don't do any like funny twists if there's any humor it's just like situational
0: okay i'm still interested Mm. i I might watch it if I don't forget <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: I, don't know. I I put it in my Halloween collection I'll probably watch it again in october yeah
0: i I haven't actually watched like horror movies for Halloween in so long. i
2: don't know
0: i haven't w what, what it is is um I haven't watched cable in forever Hmm.
2: So. yeah.
0: And like picking a horror movie to watch is kind of lame. Just give me whatever like random slot um, AMC decides to show.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, the Sci-Fi Channel, Octopus versus Crocodile, or yeah, whatever camp horror crap they like. Whatever.
0: whatever, like oh, there's a T-Rex in South America. <laughs> mm. Bullshit. They decide to make one weekend.
1: Yeah, it's, like, it's M. Night Shyamalan's The Village, except it's werewolves this time.
0: Yeah. yeah. I might watch Clone Wars. I know that, uh, like... Th- that's... The 2D or the, th- the 3D? Um, Both of them. <laughs>
1: oh.
0: I don't know. I... I've been thinking a lot about Star Wars, and now I want to like watch Star Wars stuff. And we we watched mm. the movies like relatively recently.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. We watched the movies. We watched the two D Clone Wars. <clears throat> um, have you seen Rebels before?
0: No, but if I'm watching Rebels, I'd rather just watch Clone Wars first.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rebels. You know, I'd say stick with it if the first season doesn't really catch on because like, the first season was more aimed at kids and the later seasons are still more aimed at kids than other Star Wars stuff, You know, all the cartoons really are, yeah. but it gets better, like season 2 you get some good stuff with Vader and ah- Ahsoka and then season 3 and 4 you have Thrawn, who they did a generally good job with and that'll get you set up for the Ahsoka live action show that's coming soon. Yes.
0: Oh boy, um, we get to see an abuser play Ahsoka. Woo. Nah, mm. yeah, whatever. Um, I let's see. So so far, live action Ahsoka was in like the one episode of Mandalorian and
1: and one episode of book above
0: but right for like three minutes <laughs> yeah just to tell mando to yeah. fuck off
1: yeah to tell him that he's not part of this ep- part of the episode he's got to wait until the back half of the episode
0: <laughs> yeah okay so what was the entire point of mandalorian season two
1: if, if was it just to give grogu a power boost <laughs> like ah, uh, i mean the grogu thing was just like he had set out to return Grogu, and then he did, but then, you know, they realized that's... You know, they really want him back together, I guess. Um, yeah, the the whole... You know, the Grogu arc of Season 2 has been rendered pointless by these, you know, two episodes where they decide to just undo that ending. Um, but although... I mean, the the rest of the season, like... Dean Jaren and his relationship to other Mandalorians gets explored a lot in season two, and I think that will probably be the focus of season three. That, you know, now that he's got the Darksaber and he is technically the leader of Mandalore, even if the Death Watch has their, like, just stupid rules for everything, which they still have. Like, you know, it seems like he's still trying to follow their creed and they're like guns are my religion i can't take my mask off it's a sin i gotta go bathe in some magic pool now that i can't even reach because it's been shelled into oblivion by the empire um it it was cool that they had a thing you know like a base inside of a halo ring though
0: yeah was that a was that a thing from like the extended universe before or did they just like wholesale rip off halo
1: um i mean it it rips off halo in the sense that it's based on an older there's like an older science fiction concept the idea of a ring world which halo did and which this also did yeah that's fair but yeah no yeah they, they did a ring world they brought the armorer and Paz Vizsla back. I thought Paz was dead, but I guess he's not. Um, like I thought, the Armorer was the only one that survived season one, but
0: they needed yeah. a fight. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, he, like he they
1: brought them back, and they're still a bunch of weird zealot assholes with weird rules that Din follows because he, you know, still feels like he's part of that group. It would be nice if he you know got away from that because you know because season two like you have like boba fett is mandalorian bloodline but otherwise pretty much disconnected from the culture and then you've yeah. got um know, what's her name um the bo you've got like bo-katan and her group as like People who were there on Mandalore, but who aren't as, you know, they, they don't have the weird creed thing that the Death Watch has. They're not, yeah, you know, like, like, the Death Watch is like old traditionalists with their, like, weird, um, like, super traditionalist values, and bo is more just a regular person who is also a Mandalorian, I guess. <laughs> who's well and also she's i mean she's connected to like the new mandalorian whatever it was they called sabine's group because she was sabine's sister i think yeah
0: and i it's still been a while since i watched clone wars so um Mm. all i know is that obi-wan got laid
1: yeah i mean yeah because clone wars will clone wars and rebels will give yeah (laughs) yeah no clone wars and rebels give a lot of context for the mandalorian stuff in mandalorian because the group that uh din jaren belongs to is like the modern version of um uh the pre-vizsla the the one that's voiced by john favreau (laughs) um the the Mandalorian terrorists from Season 2 who end up teaming up with Darth Maul, their modern-day version is the one that Din Djarin is living with and believing all the bullshit they say. But by that point, they've been driven so far underground that they're not as much of a threat as they were in uh, Clone Wars. Yeah, they,
0: they seem like they're going crazy in isolation. <laughs> Mm. But they were crazy to start with, apparently.
1: Yeah, like... Yeah, no, like, they've always been crazy, but the Armorer doesn't... If she's the leader of this sect of them, she's not as concerned about uh, like, over. well, I guess the old Mandalorian government is gone anyway, because the planet got shelled by the Empire, but she doesn't seem as concerned about seizing power as, um, as Vizsla's Death Watch was. Yeah, I mean, she
0: didn't really seem all that concerned with the Darksaber. Um, mm. She was like, oh yeah, this is really important. Here you go. <laughs> you could have it back.
1: Yeah, you can keep it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, even though I could definitely kick yeah. your ass, even if you have that thing, um, you could just go take it. Yeah, that's fine. You're not yeah. a Mandalorian anymore, but you can have yeah. the... The super uh, Mandalorian
1: Excalibur. Yeah, you can fight the other guy for it to a stalemate, and and then we'll just talk about how bad it was that you took your mask off that one time. How dare you? I mean, I
0: don't think it was a stalemate. He had a knife at his throat, so...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, he was about to kill him.
0: He would have, too, if she didn't stop him.
1: Yeah 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 that's why it's great when you have uh culture with you know customs that are based on fights to the death yeah <laughs> yeah you know, it's, it's like in black panther how they you know, decide <laughs> their king by the person who is best at murdering the other contender yep, for king that's you know
0: maybe we shouldn't be waging the planet on death matches Says Mm. Trunks from Dragon Ball Z Bridge.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the the leader of Mandalore is the last one standing after they've murdered every other contender for the throne of Mandalore.
0: (laughs) What's that line from uh, Monty Python in the Holy Grail? Like, maybe maybe women in lakes shouldn't be the basis of our system of government. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Hmm. yeah or like women in lakes giving swords to people shouldn't be the basis of our system it's something yeah. like that I don't know every line in that movie is a treasure
1: yeah yeah because, yeah, because King Arthur was bragging about how the lady of the lake threw yeah. a sword at him and that made him the king yeah, it was like how do you get to be the king I didn't vote for you he's like
0: you don't vote for a king yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: No, the Lady of the Lake with her shining whatever uh, bestowed this sword Excalibur upon me.
0: Yeah. Oh, there's another movie I really want to watch.
1: Yeah, no, it's been too long yeah. since I've seen it. I need to watch that you, one again. You
0: have to watch it like every two years at most or otherwise you can't remember yeah. every line. <laughs> and you have to remember you have to remember every line because they're all gold. I
1: definitely need to Yeah, I need to watch Holy Grail again. I should probably also watch Life of Brian and Meaning of Life. Yeah. I guess Easter's coming up, so it's almost Life of Brian yeah. season.
0: Uh Biggest dickus is the the best joke in um, cinema history. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, do you have anything else to say? Mm. Anything else to do? Any Any other place to be? I built more magic um, decks. Any other sites to see? Probably. Um. Not. Um. I don't Amazing have anything else to rhyme. Yeah i it it sounds like it should be lyrics to something, and it probably is, but I have no idea what
1: all right, I thought it might have been like anime theme song lyrics.
0: Are we cutting out?
1: <laughs> probably it's been two hours
0: <laughs> yeah we we we've gotta stop this nonsense right now, or mm-hmm. else the the podcasting world will collapse in on itself. So quick, Jay, mm-hmm. tell a joke so we can end.
1: Okay. So see you in two weeks. Uh, I was just gonna end by saying see you in two weeks, where I will finally, as promised, talk about um, Elliot Kalin's Spider-Man and the X-Men, the comic, where um, the Sauron turning people into dinosaurs joke comes from. Yeah. It actually goes places. Like it goes Uh-oh. a lot of places, but also that joke comes back later, and it's. <laughs> It's interesting. They actually
0: did something with it. Uh, I need to actually read comics. Damn. Uh, Let's see. What's a joke we can end on? Um... Hey, Jade. Oh, you already hit stop? Well, I'm going to keep going because we need a joke to end on. Um... Jade, what's your favorite nickname for McDonald's? <laughs> that Mickey D's nuts. <laughs> That's the worst <laughs> way to end the podcast. <laughs>